welcome to episode 105 of the Mandarian Orange Show. I'm Phil Vecchio. And I'm Summer Janelle. That's right, Summer Janelle is here. Staying up late. Late, late, late. Playing hard. Vacationing a lot. You guys, it's been... It's been a minute. Just a minute. We don't really have much to talk about in this episode, so it'll probably just be a few minutes long. <laughs> shorter than our... We've been doing nothing. We've just been sitting yeah. around doing nothing. I can't even think of anything, can you? Not. <laughs> that, that was a good turnaround <laughs> there. still a joke. Uh, Wayne's World is always current. <laughs> okay. It is. Okay. You know they're making a new Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure right now, right? I have heard that. Did you know Kristen Shaw's the new Rufus? I did hear that, too. That's amazing. It's going to be so good. Um, yeah, well, let's get to it, you guys. Thank you for uh, rejoining us. We have been gone for a little over a month um, in various uh, you know, capacities. We've been on vacation. We went to Comic-Con. And we're going to talk about all of it in a very special two-part episode. And this is part one. Yes. Or should we start with part two? No, let's start with part two, and then we'll do a prequel. <laughs> <laughs> you made yourself laugh. Uh-huh, but I made you laugh. All right, let's get right down to it. Um, we're going to go into our first segment, which is the news. And now the news. So don't forget to rate and review us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google. 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 Google Play. Google. Tune in. Um, wherever you listen to your podcasts. Also, drop us an email at mandarinorangeshow at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. That's right. Mandarinorangeshow at gmail.com. You can also, you know, message us on Facebook at our Mandarin Orange Show page or, you know, post something funny in the group or whatever and we may mention it here. Um, and, yeah, follow us on Instagram. Because we posted a bunch of stuff, like, all summer long, Comic-Con, vacation, waterfalls, international travel, and there's more to come. But here's the thing. Those stories aren't up anymore. Well, I know. That's what I'm saying. Follow us at Mandarin Orange <laughs> and Show. And you won't miss it. And you won't miss out. If you have FOMO, we will give you unFOMO. What's the opposite of FOMO? FOMO is fear of missing out. Uh... <sighs> Simo, confident in no Sinmo, confident in not missing out. C i n m o. We'll give you Sinmo. Oh, Sinmo. Right, confidence was, in not yeah, missing out. Yeah, I see out. what you're doing there. Uh-huh. You're not doing a Kinmo. You're not doing a cuss sound. No, it's you're doing a C i c i like cinco. Like cinnamon. Cinnamon, exactly. Sin. Yes, right. Confidence in not missing out. Cinch. Sinmo. That's what we'll Cinder. give you. Follow us on Instagram. <laughs> I think at Twitter, at Mandarin Orange, but I don't know. But also join our Facebook and group. There's always lots of fun stuff in there. And um, with that, let's talk about our news. Let's do it. Well, the bulk of our news is going to be in my vacation pants, because we've been traveling a lot. Uh, but one little thing that I wanted to point out in the news is that everyone's favorite comic strip, webcomic... Uh, that has been around since, 
I think it launched in 2009 or 10. I can't remember for sure. It's called Kids with Gas Eat Free. And it went on a hiatus for a while. Mm -hmm. And it's back. And it's so funny. There's a new comic strip um, at kidswithgaseatfree.com is one way to find it. There's a Facebook page of Kids with Gas Eat Free. It's also on the webcomics page Drunk Duck. If you go to drunkduck.com and search Kids with Gas Eat Free, that'll come up as well. And, uh, yeah, there's other new exciting uh, stuff coming in that territory there. But I'm kind of excited to be bringing that back. It's a single panel uh, gag strip, if you will. Not unlike um, something along the lines of The Far Side. Although I would never, ever in a million years make a direct comparison. Because um, the great Gary Larson is... I, I could never compare. But it's, you know, that's that's the idea there. Yes. Um, although it's dumb jokes and puns and stuff that I think are funny. And, and some other people do too. And if you know Phil, he is the king of puns. I mean, you know, emperor, you know, whatever you want to say, that's fine. <laughs> um, yes. So, that is the news that I wanted to tell you guys about. And um, we are going to move along. And we're going to get to the bulk of our uh, episode here. This is part one. Of our vacation pants. Put on your vacation pants. How are we gonna break this up? Well, okay, I think what we're gonna do, because there's a couple things. One, I wanna like, I wanna talk Comic Con now, because it's current. Yeah. Our vacation anecdotes, they're timeless. That's true. But Comic Con, Comic Con is fleeting. Okay, well, let's talk about, um, Comic-Con, then. Let's do a quick Comic-Con rundown, because that doesn't have to be long. Mostly, you guys dropped me off at Comic-Con. I went and did my thing. Yeah, so we'll tell the two versions. Mommy Comic-Con and Daddy Comic-Con. We call it (laughs) Mommy-Con. All right, you want to start with Mommy-Con? Okay, so first of all, um, we kind of had forgotten at the end of our last vacation that Phil had Comic-Con tickets. (laughs) So, I don't know if we forgot so much as we just didn't make any plans for it whatsoever. <laughs> so, I'm seriously in a rental car in the middle of Minnesota or Iowa, one of those Midwestern states. And I said, well, let me see if there's a hotel. If not, we were just going to send Daddy down for the day. He could come back up. And sure enough, I found a hotel for 80 bucks a night. Three stars, and it was at, like, a golf resort that was, like, a half an hour away. I don't want to give too much information, because I don't want someone to, like, no, steal our idea. No, not give the name. If you want to find out, you have to, like, contact us and give us a really good, like, email that I can read on the show. I'm not just giving that information out for no, free. No, I'm telling you, this place was so nice. It was, like, kind of like a junior suite... And it had a balcony, like, overlooking these sweeping hills. It had a pool, jacuzzi, the coolest hotel bathroom, like, you've ever seen. An L-shaped working desk. 
An L-shaped working desk. Refrigerator. Plus, the flat screen TV was huge, and it had like a panel on the front that you could plug your like any different input you can imagine. Input you could pl- your Fire Stick, your Switch, as you did. Yeah, just plug the Switch you right in the front. Plug it right in the front. It was amazing. Plus, free water bottles, refrigerator, free parking, free Wi-Fi. Oh my gosh. And they never knocked on the door. They always clean our room, but they never knocked no matter how late we left the room. And sometimes we're very late leavers. Yeah. So, it was great. So, what did you guys do on the days that I was at Comic-Con? Three three main days, what did you guys do? Okay, so, we went to the beach. And this one is across from Coronado, or it's on Coronado, but across from the convention center. So we could see the buildings you were in. Right. And I like that beach because there's no waves unless a boat comes by. So it's like a wave pool, you guys said, right? Yeah, I've always taken the kids there since they were little babies because, like, you have no fear. like You said it's really, like, shallow out a long way, too, yeah. so they can, like, walk out a ways yeah. without... It sets. So, I go into the water, and you, there's a pier there, and I wanted to take Luke and Audrey under the pier to see, like, the, the little animals that live under the pier. And I stepped on a rock... Yeah, and, and now it's all infected and gross. my big toe open. She's walking around in flip-flops with a big old bandaged toe it poking out. It hurts. Did you and know I that... I think it would have been fine if I would have, like, not gone to the beach on day two and got a bunch of sand in the yeah, wound. Yeah, probably. But my kids wanted to go back to the beach. Do you know a fun fact about that pier you guys were at, by the way? It was not constructed. Did you know that? Like, it wasn't there one day, and then it was there the next day. I don't get you. It appeared. <sighs> if you'd like to hear more jokes like that, go to kidswithgaseatfree.com. Just scan the whole catalog. <laughs> um, then, day two, we went for beach day number two. This time, I went on a recommendation um, from a friend... And um, we went to La Jolla Shores, and um, it was pretty much the best beach we've ever been to. <laughs> I, I heard all about it, and it sounds like I need to go check it out. I'm telling you, this one was like a constant wave pool, but not too strong. Good bo- boogie boarding, Good boogie boarding beach, but we didn't have boogie boards. Um, it was like... No, like, rocks or anything to step on. The bottom was sandy. But the coolest part was, right when the sun was setting, we saw fish. We saw a stingray just swim right in between us. Um, And then this lady told Audrey that she was swimming right by a seal. And we didn't even notice. Like, a little baby harbor seal. And he, like, swam with her and then swam off. But Audrey was doing her, like, mermaid dances with the (laughs) seal. She didn't even know. And we just built sandcastles and hot tubs. And I only had to yell at one individual. Wow, that's a pretty good day at the beach for you. Even though it was super crowded. You only had to yell at one person? 
Yeah. He was throwing, like, a tennis ball over my kids' heads. Like, thought it was funny. Oh, no. And it landed, like, really close to the kids. And I said, could you not throw that ball over my kid's head? Like, there's a beach. A huge beach. Go do it somewhere else. And? And he said, oh, sorry. And moved. Well, I I bet he did. (laughs) I bet he did. I saw him talking to his friends meanly about me, but I don't care. Oh, that's never bothered you. Um, And then, finally, the last day, um, you guys did something else. Went off the beach and went to... Yes, we went to the San Diego Zoo and had a perfect day there as well. Like, the, the staff was great. It was super clean. Like, it's like a jungle and it's huge. And it was the Disneyland of zoos. Now, I haven't been there for a long time. Um, since our kids were little. Yeah. But um, you said that there is one major thing that's missing from there now. <laughs> well, I mean, what is San Diego Zoo famous for? Everybody will tell you it's the giant pandas. That's right. So I'm like looking all over for the giant pandas. Like we walk up, we walk down, we take tour buses. We're like just trying to find the pandas. And, um, I finally, like, I finally, like, look on the internet, because I can't find the pandas. They're, they say they're on the map, but they're not on the map, where they say they are, and, um, the pandas have been sent back to China. And, like, April, right? Like, you just missed them. Yeah. So, that's pretty disappointing. They're gone. But that didn't stop me from getting a membership. (laughs) I mean, they've got lots of other cool stuff there, but... That is crazy, like, because, I mean, I don't know since when, but they've had those there. That's been, like, a famous thing. Well, Audrey pointed out, too, because we went to the Wild About Animals show. We sat in the front row, and um, they show, like, little video clips in between. What do you think all the videos were of? Pandas. Pandas. Yeah. (laughs) At that time, we didn't know they didn't have pandas. (laughs) Well. So. It's still a good day at the zoo. It was amazing. Like, guys, did you know koalas are very active? Like, they run super fast. And they make really weird growling noises. I'm pretty sure the sounds they make for the dinosaurs in Jurassic Park are just koala sounds, now that I've heard it. Because they videoed it. And, because you guys got to stay there after dark, which is why. Yeah, during the night, or during the summer, they stay open until 9 o'clock. So, it's the... The animals come alive at night. They're well, and I was saying too, like it kind of makes sense. I wasn't aware of that before, but if you think about it, there's one species of um, marsupial. of marsupial that does not live in Australia. Every marsupial is in Australia except one, and it's in North America, and that is the possum. And if you think about it, if you know anything about possums, they run around at night and screech, and they're <laughs> creepy and jump up and down on stuff. And it was. So when you watch creepy. that video of the koala at night, it looks like a possum running around. And I mean, the possums don't quite make that dinosaur sound, but you know, it's not a huge stretch if you if you compare. I'll um, put the video in our Mandarin. You totally need to do that because it's pretty fantastic. Hey, do you guys want to hear something funny? Alexa, tell us a joke. 
Take it away to Jimmy. Well, she's going to have Jimmy Why Fallon do Simba it. Why Simba fail the polygraph test? Why? He's lying the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. At Prime Day, I got Janelle a fire stick that has Alexa enabled in it. For fourteen ninety nine. Fourteen ninety nine. So, we, finally caved and got, got an Alexa. Fire stick, but... The family has been enjoying it. That's basically what we did all day after church today is we just sat around (laughs) asking questions of Alexa, asking it to tell us jokes, make toot sounds. It's great. Pictures of The Legend of Zelda. Luke wanted it playing music. And the cool thing is, you know, you can watch shows with it and all that stuff. So we've had a lot of fun with it. I just wanted to show that off. And she's listening to us right now, you know, so. Actually, no, I like it. The fire stick, you have to push a little button to talk to her. So you don't order something on Amazon accidentally. Exactly. Exactly. So that was our... So that was MommyCon. MommyCon. DaddyCon was um, different, obviously. You guys (laughs) dropped me off. Um, I'm not going to go into great detail, but I'll tell you some highlights. Uh, Comic-Con this year, it was like my... Eighth year of going? Ninth year of going? I don't know. Oh, I was pregnant with Audrey, and she's ten. Oh, gosh. Tenth year of going? That's right. No, eleven. Eleven? But it was also the 50th year of Comic-Con, which is crazy. Yeah. Um, so, we... Uh, I, I went down... You know, you guys dropped me off, and I did the preview night, which is basically just going around talking to people and that, uh, that I knew on the floor... Um, and I got some cool prizes and stuff. They don't do panels and stuff that night. Um, but then the Thursday, um, I went to a couple panels that like I, I will mention. Because if you guys didn't hear, kind of sad news. But Mad Magazine, which has been a staple in my life since I was quite young. <laughs> yes, it um, they're, They've been going through financial troubles. And they made an announcement that they're, they're going to stop publishing regularly. Um, like new magazines. They're going to still put out a magazine that has artwork on the cover that's new and maybe a few other things, but mostly reprints of older articles, um, which is really sad. So they are going to publish something, but it's kind of all up in the air. So I actually went to a panel with Sergio Aragonis from Mad Magazine, and he talked at great length about it. And it sounds like from hearing him talk, it might not be as bad as it seemed. Um, maybe Mad Magazine isn't totally going away. And he said he still has, like, a contract to keep doing stuff for them, so. Um, but that was really fun. He's really funny, and, um, so that was a good one. And then, um, I, I stayed, well, I I stayed pretty late that night, because you guys went to the beach. No, we came and met you. Oh, no, that's right. This is Thursday. I forgot. Thursday. So you guys came over. We went to Joe's Crab Shack for dinner. And then I was going to go to this panel about, like, making movies, like, on an independent budget. And they were they were said they were going to give away the screenwriting mm-hmm. software. And I was super excited about it. You guys, um, you know, set up to take the ferry back over to Coronado Island. Yeah. I walked all the way down, like, a mile all the way to the end, other end of the convention center and got up there. And that panel was canceled. So you guys took the ferry across and then drove back around and picked me up. So that was a bit of a bummer. That is a bummer. Um, There were lots of panels that had big long lines of stuff I'm interested in throughout the week. Like Superstore and the new Veronica Mars is cool and stuff like that. And those all had like hours long lines. The Nintendo Lounge, even on on Thursday, which is like the most empty day. not counting Sunday because I didn't go Sunday. 
the line was like an hour and a half. And I, if I had wanted to do it, that would have been my chance because it got longer. By Saturday, it was like they said a four and a half hour wait and they closed it down at like noon. So it's kind of sad Nintendo's gotten so popular. Well, I think that's the thing. Like, <laughs> in the Wii U era, like, I could walk in there and just hang out in there all day, and often did. Um, in this era, with the Switch being so popular, didn't happen. But, you know, we'll just play the games when they come out. It's cool. And they also had a giant superstore, you said? Well, out in, like, the neighborhood, you know, like, across the gas lamp area, across the way, where you don't have to have tickets to get in. Although, I think that one you did, because you had to, like, scan your badge, and they put you on a waiting list. And it was basically superstore. It looked like, you know, the inside of this Walmart-type store in, like, the lobby of a hotel. And it looked amazing That's from the outside. Um, but, I, th- it, you know, huge crowds again, so I didn't make it into that. Um... Friday um, was another good day, and that one, um, I made it into a cool panel. This is, like, maybe my favorite panel of the week, Um, but it's Fred Savage has this new show, and it's called What Just Happened, and it's an after show for another show called The Flare. So basically, like, you know, there's The Walking Dead, and then they have the after show called The Talking Dead, where they talk about the episode that just aired. Mm -hmm. So this is... And a talking uh, after show to talk about the show called The Flare, which is like a sci-fi show, kind of like Lost or whatever, like this, you know, drama where there's cliffhangers and this big high concept thing about the, a solar flare that wipes everyone's memories on the planet, right? Right. And the one guy whose memory wasn't wiped. So they talk about that show on this show, except that the flare doesn't exist, and the whole thing is this this big meta, you know, t- a show, a fake show about a fake show that doesn't exist, and you know all the things that happen with that. And the best part of it, so it's already like a funny concept, really funny show. But the best part is he did the whole panel. Fred Savage was there, he hosted it, and he did the whole thing as if it was a panel about like the real show. I mean, the fake show that wasn't there, but they talked about it like it was a real show. And it was so funny. And you could tell, like, half the audience didn't get it. Like, thought maybe they were hearing about this new drama show, you know, and just did not. Because I'm, like, cackling. You know, you can hear people laughing <laughs> like, throughout. Why, is, why are these people they just, laughing? It was so great. And he did it, like, straight face. He's so funny and quick live. Like, um, I've never seen him do something in person. And that was, that was a treat. Um, and the best part of that one, too, is that, like, I walked in three minutes, five minutes or something like that before it started. So... People did not Phil know they were missing out the on. the things that he doesn't have to wait for and then has an amazing time. That's right. And then That's afterwards... Comic-Con. Afterwards, I went out and I saw... I, I got to actually meet the production designer of the show. And um, they were, like, giving out sunglasses for the fake show called The Flare. But then I talked to her and this guy that was with her for a bit and um, got a picture with them with, like, one of the things from the fake show. And then, anyway... Not, I mean, we're not, like, best friends. I don't want to, like, give you, like, a, a, you know, false narrative there. But it was cool. It was, good. it was a good experience. And I didn't have to wait for that at all. So. I'm glad you have a new best friend. I do, then. yes. And, uh, you it's know, we're going to be going on a double date, you and, and I and her and her significant other. You don't know that? Uh, I don't know. BFF. I mean, you know, we haven't gotten to that, that part where she told me <laughs> uh, any of that kind of information, so... Um, anyway, so that was a fun day, and then um, Saturday, which is, like, even crazier. Like, it's amazing how every year it gets even more wild, but um, went to some more fun stuff. Got to go to the Quick Draw panel, which also has Sergio Aragonis and some other com- comic artists. 
where they like give them a challenge and they have to like be the fat, you know, write, draw it really fast. They'll say like, oh, what's the worst part about cosplay? And then they'll have to write like a funny comic and they do it in like 15 seconds. They'll have a drawing up there of like That's a funny crazy. gag. It's really fun. And it's like an hour and a half long panel. So it's really cool. And again, didn't have to wait for that at all. And then finally, like did, you know, a bunch of other stuff, saw some cool people around the floor, um, friends of ours, like uh, Patrick Scullin, uh, who's a great webcomic artist and friend of ours who lives right over in uh, Calamesa now. Um, and some other great, I also talked to the Law Dog um, comic guy, uh, James, can't think of his last name off the top of my head, but really cool guy, and I, I talk to him every year, so there's some good shout outs for those folk. And finally, then, I uh, I went out to the Petco Park, and they have the Impractical Jokers. Uh, they call it Impractical Jokers Island, I think. And they um, rent out the whole place. It's sponsored by, um, like, Mountain Dew. So the whole, you get, like, all you can drink, and they have Diet Mountain Dews. So, I mean, literally, I probably drank six of them <laughs> while I was there. And the great part is, like, they're on a stage, and the guys are there. I was there for, like, two and a half hours, and the whole time they were just doing bits. They were up there, like, it was, like, stand-up comedy. Plus, they did a taping of their, like, um, their after show, which I can't remember what it's called. But anyway, I'm totally on it. Like, they showed, you know, they videoed the crowd. I'm, like, right there, like, right near the front. And so if you watch that episode, like, you'll totally be able to see me there. Can't wait. It's really good. Hotel stay where we watched that. I know. So it was super fun, and I mean, I did lots of other stuff, but I think that's I think that's some good highlights. Yeah. You don't need to hear every detail of every booth I looked at. Every deep. Every panel I went to, and every line I didn't wait in. I did have a friend, a friend of ours from church, who he said that they waited in line because they wanted to see the Marvel thing. Marvel released like tons of big information about phase four of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and it was a big deal. I would have loved to have been in there, but they got in line at, like he said, 4.30 on Friday, 4.30 a.m. on Friday, and they waited, camped out, and took turns going to the bathroom and stuff all day Friday, all the way through, and they got in the next morning. I think they opened the doors at 9 or something like that, and then waited from 9 a.m. all the way until 5 p.m. in Hall H just so they could be there for it. But he was in, like, row six. So. That's crazy. I mean, I guess it was worth it, and I'm glad he made it in there. Um, but I do not have the interest of waiting that long for basically Audrey, anything. what do you need? What did you want, baby? Okay, we love you guys. Good night. Good night, cute kids. Come here real quick, both of you. All right, tell real quick, because we're recording, tell um, our listeners, what was your, like, one favorite thing that we did this summer on vacation? Um, Say who you are. I'm Luke. And what was your favorite thing that we did on summer vacation? Um, or maybe favorite place you saw or something? I really liked going up in the St. Louis Arch. Yeah, that was cool, huh? That was fun! How tall is that? Like, wasn't it, like... 365 years. I think that's correct, yeah. <laughs> um, I, I wouldn't doubt your memory on that, but yeah. Ask Alexa. Oh, let's, let's do that here. Right, let's ask Alexa. How tall is the St. Louis Arch? The Gateway Arch's height is 620 feet. Oh, 620 feet. Oh, wow. So double. So, yeah. Double. Almost double. That's pretty crazy. And we went up to the top. Yeah. All right, Audrey, come over here. Introduce yourself. 
I'm Audrey. And what was your favorite thing that we did this summer? It's impossible to choose. Well, pick I like one choose. one highlight that you want to tell everyone. Hmm, let's see. We got dead air here, girl. <laughs> the Cedar Fair theme parks were fun. What was your favorite one? Or what was your favorite ride that you went on? Um, either Corkscrew or... Whatever the other one I went on. With. What's significant about Corkscrew for you? It was my first upside down roller coaster. And do you like them now? Yes. Yes. Do you do you like big drops though? No. Still don't like big drops, but you do upside down now. Yes. That's pretty good. And she decided on her own, no pressure, she, to Ar- go on Ar- upside down say, roller coasters. Cork- yeah, Audrey's old enough now that. When she doesn't want to go on a ride, she just waits with us to the front and then steps across the cart or whatever it is and waits on the <laughs> other the side exit. by the exit. So we don't have to miss out. It works perfectly. And it's she perfect. doesn't mind doing that because she doesn't want to go on those rides. <laughs> it's worth doing it so I don't have to go on my, the things I don't want to That's you guys want to go on them. All right. Well, thank you guys very much. Thank you. You're super cute. And go to bed. Okay. Love Bye. you. Love you guys. Bye. See you tomorrow morning. Okay. So there's a little peek of what we did on the part one of vacation. That's right. We had the most epic trip, you guys. Longest road trip of our lives. Longest road trip of our lives. We went for 30 30 days, right? Something like that. 30 nights. And, And this was not just... Like, when we went to Europe, we were gone for slightly longer. But this was, like, the entire time. We flew there... Uh, picked up a car and then we're on a yeah, road trip the like whole time. Like the same day. So. You know, whereas like like in Europe, we you know we did a cruise in the middle. We did a little connecting flight back and forth and stuff. So it wasn't like all solid. It was broken up a bit. You know, so we flew into Kansas City, Missouri. Yeah. And went to f- six Cedar Fair parks, twelve states. And um, ever saw every single Great Lake. And another significant part of this trip is we got 49 license plates. Well, 49 states plus Washington, D.C. and eight Canadian provinces, but did not get all 50 still. Hawaii. Hawaii was the holdout holdout this time, yeah. And which, shockingly, is not always our holdout. No. Because we... Live in California. Well, yeah. So anytime we like start a trip in California, you know, there's a decent chance of it. Although, like on our spring break trip, we saw it in what New Mexico at like a gas station. Yeah. So you just never know. But yeah, it was pretty amazing. Um, we had really good weather for most of it, although it was really rainy. Yeah, Phil told me it was going to be so hot and humid so i did not pack warm clothes for anything we didn't need warm clothes but it wasn't bad no it wasn't until the last day we were there that it got super mm-hmm. hot like like missouri hot because i was not lying like on that day you saw what i meant like you step outside yeah. and you're sweating instantly like you're already yeah. covered in sweat so, are we going to wait to talk about that trip? Well, I mean, let's... We did show. some highlights here. I think that's good. Yeah. Well, next show, we'll do, like, some more full Here's coverage. Here's a teaser. On our first full day there, we got put in a storm shelter. Storm shelter, yep. So, we'll tell you about that. That was pretty epic. Yes, it was. 
Um, and one other teaser, uh, on our last day there, we flew home safely. What? <laughs> well, I mean, that's a teaser. Like, they were wondering how it went, you know. Mm. Now you just ruined it all. I know. A spoiler alert. <laughs> all right, well, so, um, one other thing for summer vacation that is coming up is we're going on yet another trip one last trip we're going up to seattle to go see aaron sprinkle and uh various bands that he's been in like rose blossom punch and fair and it's very exciting so yes. we'll, we'll keep you posted on that we'll and go we over can that only later. bring a backpack on that trip so we won't be recording on the road probably not probably <laughs> not although you never know we brought the microphone to record for our month-long trip and never once did oh okay I'm going to do one more teaser for real for part two of this, uh-huh. which is that we went to, we broke a record on this trip, three trips to the urgent care mm-hmm. facility, but you will have to listen to part two to find out why. That's a good cliffhanger. And one of the urgent cares had a Slurpee machine. Now you've given away too much. <laughs> All right, so in order to cover some other things, we're going to do a couple other segments, and we'll do our full coverage of summer, uh, our big summer trip in the next episode. So right now, let's talk movie time. Movie time! Hello, and welcome to Janelle's Movie Review. Now, we saw a lot of movies since the last time we recorded, so I think we should do... Like some rapid fire reviews here, mm-hmm. um, and we're not going to go into such great detail, um, but we always say that, and then uh, you know it doesn't really happen. So. Somebody's a little long winded. They call me Chatty Kathy. Hey, that's like one of the movies we saw. It is. All right, let's do it. Let's get into it. First off, we saw Spider-Man: Far From Home. In the coolest little theater in Michigan. Yeah, like in the middle of nowhere. It was like so cheap. It was awesome. And um, because of some trips to the urgent care, we needed a down day. Yeah, so we did a double feature movie <laughs> just to kind of recuperate. So we saw Spider-Man Far From Home when we were far from home. And what did you think? I loved it. It was phenomenal. I... I just think it's so funny and touching and, like, a good action. It's a great. The cast is so good, too. And I've I've enjoyed every iteration of Spider-Man movies, but I think Andrew so Garfield is just... He's so good. Well, and the whole aesthetic, it still feels very much, like, freaks and geeksy to me. Yeah. Like, they just nail that whole dynamic. And I love it. I don't want to do, like, big spoilers in case people haven't seen it, but... Um, minor spoiler, I guess, if you are a comic fan, the, like, the twist, the big premise of the movie, you kind of know. Right. Um, which is kind of fun, because I knew, and you were like, oh, I didn't see that coming, but... No, I knew it was coming, but I just didn't know. I just knew there was, like, no, who's the villain? Yes. Alright, so I guess that's some spoilers there. I said spoilers, but if you haven't seen it yet, go see it. It's great. And speaking of great, that same day in our double feature, we saw Toy Story 4, which I think might be my 
like favorite of them of the toy stories same thing funny poignant great voice acting and if you didn't get a little teary-eyed at the end of that movie then goodness wrong with you or you were dozing off throughout it and didn't (laughs) see all the stuff so that it didn't emotionally resonate that's the other option we're talking to you mom (laughs) yes that's that's definitely what mom did my poor mom, she loves going to the movies, and I think she's probably fallen asleep in like 75% of the movies she's seen in the theater. So, Although she says that she doesn't mind it so much, because then if she watches it again, it's like watching a whole new movie. So, you well, know. And if you have the AMC pass, yeah. like we have, and you're at AMC, it's like, oh well. Yeah, that's been a game changer for her, because then she likes to go to the movies, because then if she falls asleep, she can just go see it again. Yeah. So... And sometimes she files asleep in one she doesn't really care about that much, and then it didn't really matter. Exactly. I think the other downfall for that whole scenario has just been the the rise of recliners in movie theaters. Oh like, yeah, because she it's a lot harder to fall asleep when you're like she used up to fall asleep some, but now it's I mean they're Game really comfortable. Over. Um, and speaking of my mom and going to the movies, uh, we saw a movie with my mom and dad. Which uh, <laughs> is wildly inappropriate, um, and it's called Stuber, and um, it was really funny. It was hilarious. But man, don't bring your kids to see that. <laughs> Not that we did, but um, and that's one of my dad wanted to see, so I was like, all right. Yeah, um, Aunt Melissa took Audrey and Luke to see um, Secret Life of Pets. Secret Life of Pets too. So, and they liked that a lot. Yeah. So it was good. I want to see that one too, but I do too. When uh, you know, when the opportunity presents itself, you see a grown-up movie, you take it. And speaking of grown-up movies, we also went and saw Shaft, um, largely because of my deep love for Samuel L. Jackson and everything he's ever done. I was kind of scared that it was going to be my most unfavorite type of movie, you know, and that goes—that's headshots. I mean, there's a lot of violence. Blood and gore. But it's pretty over the top. But it was pretty um, comical. Yeah. So. Again, definitely definitely earns its rating, but, um, you know, if you like Samuel Jackson. Multi generational shaft. Three generations of shaft. And that's the funny part is that there was the original shaft that was called Shaft, and then Samuel Jackson did a shaft that was called Shaft, and then this new one has all three of them. And it's still just called Shaft, so... They don't need no no fancy names. You know exactly what you're getting. It's Shaft. Um, You saw some movies without me. Why don't you tell me a few movies that you saw without me? So I went and saw Late Night um, with the wonderful Mindy Kaling. And um, it was really good. And I think was like a writer's movie, if you will. So, if you're into screenwriting or comedy writing or any of that, it's definitely worth a watch. I really want to see that one. It's great. And that one had Emma Thompson, too, right? Um, yes. Who was also in a movie that I saw without you, which was Men in Black International. I'm nailing uh, the transitions, by the way, the little segues in between each movie. I just no, wanted to point that out. I didn't even notice. Oh, man, I'm on fire. I just wanted you to know. I'm sure you have one. Um, I saw Men in Black International with my friend Dan, and that was really fun. Like, you know, good continuation of the Men in Black goofy and 
sci-fi and stuff, you know. I don't know that it's going to, like, take the place of the original ones in my heart or anything like that. I see the transition you're doing. But, um, <laughs> do you? Uh-huh. You can't, like, call it out ahead of time and then it makes it look bad. I'm just saying um, I see it now. But I feel like, you know, it was fun and I'm, I'd be totally happy if they keep doing them with this cast. And speaking of remaking older movies, uh, we also went and saw Aladdin. Well, I thought you were going to say, you know, but nothing can be like the original Oh, because I had a... With Will Smith. With Will Smith. Dang. He was also in the See, you messed me up there. (laughs) Throw me off my game. That would have been way better. You're right. And the one we're speaking of is Aladdin. Aladdin. Which I totally loved. Like, super fun. Like, maybe my favorite of the... I liked it better than the cartoon, although I did love the cartoon. No, but I think maybe my favorite of the live-action remakes, period. Oh, Yeah. Um, which brings up just an interesting subject, which is, is The Lion King actually a live-action remake if it's all CGI and there's not actually live-action in it? No. But they're calling it that, because it's, it's like, rendered in live-action. I don't know. I mean, it's rendered to look live-action. So, and then, on the other end of the, like, weird, like, CGI remake, you know, issue based on feline characters is that new trailer for cats which looks yeah, like aliens like i don't like i was like who's even in this movie i had to wait till they showed the actors at the end but it's just so it's unsettling like i feel like that just i mean at least just from the trailers it looks like it would be really creepy to watch that for like an hour and a half so and yet like the lion king looks like just animals that like they're dubbing over voices like mr ed or something so I don't know. It'd be interesting to see either of them, or maybe it won't be. <laughs> but Aladdin was great. I think Will Smith um, really, you know, did a good job filling in some pretty unfillable shoes. He did his own thing. He was mm-hmm. very Will Smithy, and I think it was great. Um, obviously, it's not going to take the place of Robin Williams obviously. or anything, you know, because he was a star. And speaking of stars. <laughs> You saw did another I movie talk without about me. This on the last episode, maybe, but I already did the transition. So okay, well, I saw the sun is also a star, which is a rom. It's not a rom com. It's just a romance. A rom, just a rom. It's just a rom, and it was fun. I saw where it was going. I didn't really, you know, have to second guess anything. There were no big surprises, but if you're into like romantic, artistic, girly movies. Yeah. There's a movie for you. I might go see that, but it'd be a pretty long (laughs) shot that I would do that. Oh, man. Another movie I saw without you. Oh, what's that? The Long Shot. Oh, that's right. Um, That one I loved, and you really need to see, because that was a rom-com. Yeah. And it was hilarious, and... Had Seth Rogen and Charlize Theron, and I actually believed in their relationship. I believed they would be romantic together. But basically, the premise is um, Charlize Theron is like an up up and coming presidential candidate, and Seth Rogen is her speechwriter, and romance ensues. Wow. Or does it? Or does yeah? Spoiler alert. Jeez, I guess in a rom com, uh, you'd have to be born yesterday not to expect that. It was funny. 
You'd have to be born yesterday not to expect them to fall in love at some point. <laughs> I said, you'd have to be born oh. yesterday to not expect that. I saw this without you. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you haven't seen it yet. I need you to watch it. Watch what? Yesterday. Oh, that's right. There's a movie called Yesterday you went and saw. This movie was so beautiful and so, like, it was, like, sci realistic sci-fi, like, it was so great. High concept. It's totally high concept. So high concept that I couldn't understand the British accent. And I, I don't mean, think that's what high concept means, but I, I, I understand mean, what you're saying. They didn't have, like, um... They didn't have subtitles? Subtitles, so I need Phil to go watch it, because there are a couple things I didn't understand. Chanel didn't, like, obsessively watch Monty Python, like, her entire <laughs> youth, so... There's two parts I didn't understand, and I need you to watch the movie and explain it to me. I've had a lot of fun, like, finding... Um, Luke and Audrey appropriate Monty Python sketches to show them. Oh, you rescued the vacation. I did. Audrey was so miserable. Like, she could not... And, and we'll talk about again what it was. <laughs> but she was so miserable at one point, she couldn't stop crying. And the only thing that stopped her from just completely melting down was telling her about, like, Monty Python sketches. She's like, tell me more. Tell me more. Tell me more. And then eventually, like, when I got to where my phone, I could I showed her some clips of things, but... I just told her how the sketches went. So, laughter really is the best medicine. <laughs> Alright, so really quickly, we also watched some movies on the plane there and back, and we might as well talk about those real quick. So, we watched one, one of them we both watched. So tell us about that. You don't have to do a transition into the plane movies? Well, I said really quickly, and planes are very quick means of travel, and mm. so I felt like that mm. spoke for itself. But now that you had to call it out, you know. This is the best kind because you get on the plane. They always seat me separate from Phil because we don't pay to sit by each other. And we have, like, um, movie screens. And then after the plane trip is over, you and I meet up again. And we go, what did you watch? We discuss our movies. And we said, Meow Wolf. And we both watch the same. Aww. Because we love each other. We do. So it's like the origin story or something like that. Meow Wolf Origins, I think. And let me tell you, you need to visit Meow Wolf before you watch it. Yeah, you definitely do. Like, I feel like I wouldn't have understood the depth and how amazing. Well, and I feel like it kind of spoils with. some of the experience. Like, go into Meow Wolf without really knowing much about it, other than just how cool it is. Because then when you're in there, like, it's like an organic experience. Whereas if you know too much and you've seen it, I think it would take away from some of that sense yeah. of discovery, you know. Yeah, and if you don't know, Meow Wolf is a art exhibit in New Mexico. Slash interactive room escape, adventure, immersive experience, choose ride. your own adventure. <laughs> it's amazing. We talked about it on our show a lot, but yeah. go to Meow Wolf. But if you're just jumping in. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, and they're opening ones in Las Vegas and Denver and other places. Which I are think. all great, but I feel like you need to go to the original. You gotta go to the, the Santa Fe, New Mexico one. And then once you've done that, watch this documentary, because it's really interesting. I watched, on the way there, a movie... Well, and I, this is the one that I stopped in the middle and had to finish it on the way back. Uh-huh. Um, like I a month one, later. I one of those, too. Um, I watched Arctic, and... Um, it was really, like, a really interesting one. It's a guy that's stranded in the Arctic. 
hence the title. And then another, uh, I think it was a helicopter, crashes, and then he rescues a girl from the helicopter, and then he goes on this journey to try to... Because he was kind of just surviving. He was in, like, survival mode to get through the winter, right? But once he got this girl who was injured, he had to, like, set out on a journey to get her hmm. medical attention. And so it's, like, that journey. But the crazy part is because he's alone, and the girl is, like largely unconscious the whole time i think there are maybe five or six lines spoken in the whole movie and it's pretty awesome I mean, it's very like just intense and beautiful and uh i would recommend it where did they crash the arctic <laughs> do you like my joke yeah i guess <laughs> Um, and then you watched another one that you had to separate. Yeah, I, from a month. Um, I watched On the Basis of Sex. Now, I think really Janelle didn't even want to go on a vacation. She just wanted to watch movies on a plane. Because <laughs> basically every day she would say like, Oh, I can't wait to finish that movie I started on the plane. What was it no. called again? No, what was it called? Remember. I can't remember what I, I saw. I was like, I wonder if a month later they'll still have the same movies. And I'm like, you know we're driving like past Niagara Falls right now. And you're like, when is they going to have that movie? I hope they do. It was really interesting. I'm just teasing. It but. was um, a true story about that... Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Did you watch the movie even? You don't <laughs> but know. But it was, it was like called? before she was a judge, and it was the girl from the Star Wars origin. Yeah. Movie <laughs> from said, Rogue One. Let's rebel. <laughs> oh my gosh. I feel like you're doing it on purpose, but I also don't know if you are or not. But yeah. We're rebels. Let's rebel. <laughs> uh, she was really good. It was hard to cover her. It was hard for her to cover her accent. I'm the first female <laughs> judge on the Supreme Court. It came through. <laughs> it came through a couple times. Yeah. But she, she was phenomenal. And Ruth it, Bader Ginsburg. It um, it made me cry Aww. when she finally got to win. <laughs> we cry at a lot of movies now. Just, that's not really the big surprise. Um, and then I cry even when I read books, including The Green Book, which I cried in a lot. But you didn't read it. You watched it. Oh, yeah, I watched it. But the book, the movie's called Green Book, uh, which I, I absolutely loved, and I thought it was, like, a great story, I've and I totally cried. It. You saw it already in the theater, so you knew all about it. Um, and I remember there had been, like, some controversy beforehand, so I looked it up before we did this to, like, look at it. A lot of the controversy has to do with, like, behind-the-scenes stuff, uh, things that various actors and people behind the camera did or said or whatever. So, I mean, not that that's not important or blah, 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 but when you're looking at just the piece of art as a standalone thing, like, okay, that, that to me, doesn't necessarily... Have, have to, to have an impact on that, you know. Be I mean, on the film, yeah. Right, you know. Um, and especially when you consider that a film is the work of, you know, often thousands of people. Like, there are going to be people that worked on it that do things that you don't like or agree with or whatever. So, you know, I'm not... Jerks are plentiful. I'm not quick to just throw out that, especially on that. I mean, it's different than, like, a... You know, when there's one person that writes a book or something, that's the one person that worked on it. You know, I mean, that might have a bigger impact on your enjoyment of it. But, um, you know, anyway, 
Uh, and then as far as like the the movie itself goes, there was there was some question about like the adaptation of the real people and stuff and how close it was to reality. There's different takes on it from different people that knew their guys and stuff. But again, like it's an interpretation. I don't take it as like a literal. This is what happened. Right. I know it's a fictionalized movie. I know that it's not exactly what happened. But still, I thought it was good storytelling. They and didn't sing and dance in the Greatest Showman true story either. Exactly. So you know, if you can like look past that, I think like it was really good, and uh, it opened my eyes to a really fascinating part of history, which I was not aware of, which was the actual Green Book was a real thing. Yeah. And, um, I mean, both, like, fascinating and tragic at the same time. So, you know, to me, like, anything that, like, opens my eyes to history and, you know, I'm able to look at at past the fictional stuff and learn and do reading about what the real thing was, that's always a plus for me. Because, you know, I love to read about stuff after, especially if it's based on true stuff. I know you do. So, I like that That was the hardest part about going to the San Diego Zoo. I didn't have you to read the placards for me. Well, I heard the kids did just fine reading them all. Yeah, they did. All right, and finally, you watched one more movie without me on the plane, but I've seen it before. I watched Us. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Yes, you did. Oh, my gosh. It was frightening. I love it. Right, Love it. It was really good. I... I... I mean, is he, he's a genius, so. Yeah. Gotta love Peel. Of Key and Peel. <laughs> no, I really like the very, very, like, creepy, but just such a cool, like, I feel like he makes movies that are like a dream he had, but makes them coherent, like, because mm-hmm. it's just so, like, out there. Like, where did this concept right. come from? But yet he, like, creates this world where it makes sense. I mean, if you look too close to that, you're like, what? This is, like, ridiculous, but... In within its own logic, it works. You know, it's. Here's one story um, about our trip while I watched us. Yes. Um, I had a teenage kid and his brother who had never been on a plane before, and they were like really nervous and like cute about it. <laughs> they just they were so terrified. He kept, like, tapping me on the shoulder and asking me questions, like, should the plane be shaking this much? And, like, where do I put my stuff? Or can I, where do I put my suitcase? Is the air coming out of the vents supposed to happen? Like, he thought we were, like, losing pressure. (laughs) And then, like... (laughs) Thankfully, it was a smooth flight. Like, imagine if we had turbulence. I know. The, the biggest part was when I let him up to go to the bathroom, and then he came back and tapped me on the shoulder and asked if I could help him open the door. <laughs> so, I thought that was, was very cute. adorable. And I heard when they came in, I heard them like, there's there's headphone jacks on the back of the seat. <laughs> there's a, there's there's a, a TV, TV here. They have, like, movies. They were so excited. And, like, when we landed in California, they were, like going like ballistic like with excitement like there's a lake you can see the mountains and the clouds and <laughs> it was really cute so i may have had that movie interrupted a lot so i had to, some clarifying questions yes but it was great all right well we've done some business we've talked about some stuff that's part one 
part It's just part one, one, you guys. And we're going to do part two um, as soon as we can. And, uh, and tell you more about it and keep you guys up to date on what's going on in the Vecchios. In the Mandarin Orange shows. In the Mandarin Orange show world. Um, we are really happy that you guys listen and follow along on our adventures. And um, if you would like to tell us about your listening ship, you should write to us an email. MandarinOrangeShow at gmail.com. Tell us what's going on. Tell us your adventures. Tell us a good joke. Tell us your favorite thing to ask Alexa. Oh my gosh. What do we not know about Alexa? I mean, I feel like we've just scratched the surface. She seems a little sarcastic sometimes. Yeah, she's a bit smug. I asked her what she if she knows uh, Siri, and she told me only by reputation. <laughs> <laughs> I think we might, that might be a new segment, is Chats with Alexa. Chats we'll with tell you Alexa. some stuff that she told us. Basically, I'm serious, you guys. We've just been sitting around the living room with the kids, and everyone thinks of funny stuff to ask her, and then we laugh about it. And then we go, oh, we already asked her that. Yeah, it's pretty great. (laughs) All right, well, thank you guys so much for listening. Write us an email at mandarinorangeshow at gmail.com. Join our Facebook group, and we will be back very soon with part two of our adventures. (laughs) We'll have to do a part three because we're going on another trip. Oh, yes. Well, we'll, we'll catch up. Don't worry. All right, thank you, Janelle, for recording with me. Thank you, husband, thank for you recording for, with me. Thank you for playing with that 3D eraser the whole time. Is it a 3D eraser? Yeah. It looks like a top. I know, it's fantastic. It's like a yo-yo is what that toy is called. Oh, <laughs> yo-yo. The string Where wrapper. Where is it there. from? I don't know. Kids got it from her. Gosh, they have so many little doodads. They have a lot of doodads. <laughs> and do moms. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, for the Mandarin Orange Show, I'm Phil. And I'm Janelle. And we talk so you don't have to.